I kind of was pondering uh, the title for this talk, which is entitled Dirt. Um, oh yeah, the name of our session is Dirt. Yeah. So, Very cool. It is. Um, and it asked to talk about perfection. But I think it's really hard to talk about perfection when we live in an imperfect world. So what I want to do is I want to give you that last line of what Amy read about the scripture again. And I want to kind of unpack it a little bit just to start. It says that God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from the work that he had done in creation. All right. And the day before that, we were created. Man was created, right? In his image and likeness. In perfection. But if you notice, the seventh day does not end with the seventh day ended and the next day began. The seventh day has no ending. We were created on the sixth day to rest with God in Him. That's what we were created for. To rest perfectly with God throughout our lives. What happened was sin, right? And imperfection. But we were created for this perfect union between God and us and to rest with Him in heaven for eternity. So, with that being said, if we were created, if man was created to be perfect with God, then we were created with a good nature, right? He said we were good. He created us and said we are good, right? In fact, he says not just good. He says very good. If you... Look at Romans. If you look at the chat, if you look at Romans and what St. Paul says about who we are and what we are, listen to what St. Paul says about us as humans in Romans. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If only we suffer with Him, so we might also be glorified with Him. But if you look at Romans, we are created to be children of God, perfect children and heirs to the throne, right? To reign with God in heaven in complete perfection. So what do we take away from this? We take away that we are made by God and loved unconditionally. We are loved perfectly by God. With no conditions. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to ask anything. God doesn't have to ask anything of us. We are loved unconditionally by God. And we were made to rest with Him in heaven, which means we were made for a purpose, right? You were created for a purpose. You were created for heaven. I was created for heaven. Each and every one of you have, have a purpose in this life as well, right? He created you a perfectly unique. There is nobody that is like you. And that perfection, 
That perfection is what we are called to live in in eternity in heaven. The last thing is that we can take away from all of this grand creation that he created for us if we're children. He says to us on the sixth day, have dominion over the birds and over the fish and over the animals on the land. That means we're the greatest creature on the, on the planet. Right? That means we're the best out of all of them. And the world was created for us. Therefore, we are to accept those great gifts that the world has given us. And we are to take him up on his promises. When he promises us to give us great things and he entrusts us with the care of lesser creatures and nature, we are to take him up and do those things, right? He says, name the animals. We have names for them, right? We can walk around the, walk around the zoo and read a bunch of Latin names, uh, you know, for all the different animals. We've given them names, but we have work to do, he says, right? They, they, you, you are in this with me, to work with me, back and forth, in this state of perfection. But again, sometimes it's really hard, super hard, uh, for us to recognize perfection when we're surrounded in an imperfect world all the time. So what I want to do is I want to talk to you about one of the perfect moments in my life. And, but to kind of set that up, I, I have to talk about the imperfection because it's, a, because you, you don't realize it's perfect unless you, you see all the imperfection that leads up to it. I think that that's true of our human condition, right? That, that we, we, we talk about, oh man, that's so perfect. Well, the only way we know it's perfect is if there is a imperfection that, that precedes it. Because if we were to live in heaven with God, it would just be completely um, perfect all the time. We wouldn't know any different. But because of sin, because of the way uh, we have fallen from grace, we have this thing called imperfection. So we also have this thing called perfection. So let's so let's talk a little bit about perfection and imperfection. Um, I think the best way to do that is with personal examples. So um, one of my perfect moments in my life was when I graduated college. And when I graduated college, um, I left um, a lot of my struggles behind that one day because I had got my diploma from the University of Scranton. And uh, on that day, we, we sat for the whole ceremony, but on the way out of, uh, you know, back to our cars, we were all looking for our family. There's 5,000 people and you're looking for your family, right? And I will never forget the hug my dad gave me and my mom gave me. When I graduated college, and you just both, all of us were just sobbing, crying, um, because they were, I mean, they were proud of me as a parent, as a parent for graduating, and I had just an incredible emotion that man, I had completed it, it was finished, it was done. But if you if you knew the struggles that led up to my my college graduation, you would realize maybe why I had such an emotional uh, embrace with my parents. 
that, that, that perfect moment came because of all the imperfection. When I was, um, when I was in middle school and high school, I had a lot of learning disabilities, a lot. Um, each week in grade school, my parents would meet with my middle school teachers at St. Patrick's because I was failing multiple classes like for three years straight. Um, I didn't understand math. I was really uh, struggling with a lot of the science. Um, I was I was really having a hard time cognitively. And to the point where some of my teachers would tell my parents, you know, I, we're not sure if Bill's even going to be able to get into and make it through high school. So my parents recognized that I needed a lot more support in in high school. I was at a Catholic grade school um, for for my middle school and my grade school, and they recognized that I needed a lot more support. So they said, "Bill, uh, we want you to go to a public high school." And at first, I really wasn't all high on that, but I I recognized it was the best decision for me. Um, after in, in eighth grade and so when I um, went to the public high school there were a few more resources for me I was able to take different math courses I was able to study in different rooms without um, you know uh, a whole lot of kids and I was able to have some tutors and some different things to really help me become uh, better but it was hard it was really, really hard. And I didn't graduate high school with flying colors either. I, I, I think got like a 2.5 GPA, which isn't all that great, right? It's like, it's like a C-plus average. And, and I really had to put a lot of effort into my studies in, in high school. And honestly, I was scared about going off to college. You know, with a two five, I had no scholarship money. I had um, no idea uh, how I was going to academically survive without the safety net of some of the resource rooms and some of the teachers that I had in those classes. But I had a passion for television, radio production. I really, really loved that. And I also had a passion for my faith. And so I said, I'm going to major in two things. <laughs> where, where was that coming from? Not only am I going to go to college and try to get one degree, but I'm going to go and I'm going to double major and try and get two. So I'm going to get my degree in theology and I'm going to get my degree in TV radio production. And I applied to 10 different schools. 10 different schools. I got accepted to seven of them, which was a shock to my parents, <laughs> uh, an absolute shock. And then I said, well, which school is the best one for me? And it was the University of Scranton, Pennsylvania. And so I remember, again, the emotional day of being dropped off for college. Um, and I get dropped off and my parents are gone, the resource rooms are gone, the academic um, 
resources are gone for me. And something strange happened. I began to find I was at home and I began to succeed really for the first time academically ever in my life. I came home the first semester from college and I was on the dean's list (laughs) and I couldn't believe it. I graduated honors for the first time in my, or, or, you know, gotten honors for the first time ever, right? And so this continued throughout my college, and I didn't know where that was coming from. Obviously, it was God uh, who had given me the ability uh, and given me the, the creativity and the, and the strength and the fortitude to go through it. And don't get me wrong, there were some difficult classes. I remember my math class, which was the bottom math class in college. It was the very lowest one I could possibly take. And there was a really smart teacher who knew computers and technology really well, uh, Dr. Monk. And Dr. Monk really coached me through. He really helped me all the way through uh, to the point where I got to the final and I had a, like a B-plus average. And I was like, all right, I'm going to stay up all night and I'm going to study. Guess what happened on the final? I got a D on the final. But because I had worked so hard the rest of the semester, it only dropped my grade down to like a B minus. I was like, man, I was so close to my only A in math and I didn't get it. But I was able to graduate. And on that day of graduation, all that moment of perfection just came to life. I was sitting there listening to boring speakers uh, in a gym and all of a sudden my name gets called. And I, and I walk up to uh, the stage to shake the president's hand. And Father Scott Pilar's and I remember I looked him in the eye and I said, Father Pilar's, thank you for a great four years. And I knew that I had put in my best and that God had met it. God had met my, me and my struggle. And I ended up having honor societies. I was, in, I was inducted in the Communications Honor Society. I was in the Freshman Honor Society. And had I realized that I needed to do a paper that no one told me about, I, w- I had a 3.8 in theology and I would have graduated with a theology degree, but I didn't do the pa- theology honors, but I didn't do the paper because no one told me about it. So, when all of these things, you know, all these ropes and these honor cords are hanging around my neck, and um, I meet my parents, you know, we're looking for each other, we're texting each other, that was just when texting was coming out, by the way, uh, with, with a flip phone, and, you know, and they're texting, <laughs> right? Uh, and they're texting, like, like deep, 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 like, where are you? I'm by a lamp post, and, you know, so... <laughs> So we meet, and my, my, my dad couldn't contain himself anymore. Like, he just had to come up and give me this giant hug, right? And in that moment, he, like, it was that he knew that, that I had overcome all of those struggles and all of those issues and all of those problems. And he had, and, and my mom too, Right? They, they, they knew that, that that was a perfect moment in my life because, man, I just stood there with those honor cords. I stood there 
and I had done it. And I, and I think for for each and every one of you, there are perfect moments in your lives that you're going to come to recognize and realize and reflect on. And that's not the only perfect moment in my life, but it is only through the imperfection that we're going to be able to recognize the perfection. It's only in the imperfection that we're going to recognize the perfection. And so, um, I, I want you, because, because the, re, the reality is that, you know, you're going to remember great teachers. You're going to remember great things. You're not going to remember what, you know, you studied in middle school history books. I mean, that's just, I don't remember much of it. I don't remember, you know, math from middle school. Does it matter? No, I survived, okay? Uh, <laughs> to Mr. P, it, to Mr. P matters. it matters right now. But the reality is that you're going to remember Mr. P. You're going to remember the, the great teachers that taught you that stuff. You're going to, those are the memorable things. Those are the moments of perfection. So as you guys go off to your small groups, I, I want you to think about who you are, right? Because we talked about God created you for perfection and to be perfect with him in heaven forever. So that's not what your interests are or what makes you, um, but your very being. What makes you worth something? What, is the, what are the natural gifts and talents that God wants to super empower in your life? What makes you, you, right? What are those, what are those things? Who are you? And that is what makes you valuable in the world. And then, in conjunction with that, what are you made for? Right? With those gifts and those talents, you are made for something. Not what you want to do this weekend. Not even for a career, but what are you made for? Vocationally. And... What is that thing that is going to give you lasting peace through your journey of life? And then reflect on all of that and this. How does it feel to know that you are the beloved son or daughter of God? Because that is the truth of who you are. And it doesn't matter what you've done wrong or what you're going to do wrong in your life it, it is the fact that you are created by God for a purpose and you will be happy in that purpose which ultimately is heaven